had a couple of props and some notes in case my mind goes blank. I'm Suzanne M. and I'm a grateful member of the Worldwide Fellowship of Al-Anon Family Group. And I thank you so much for having me here tonight. Um, it's a great crowd and um, I'm, I'm just so happy to be here. I've had a great afternoon with Jean and, um, and I had dinner with some of the people and now I'm just thrilled to be here. Um, I was born into the family disease of alcoholism and so I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff because um, we all kind of know what goes on in that kind of a situation. Um, but one of the things that really touched me is that um, for some reason I parented my sister. She was, uh, she is six years younger than me and when she was about two I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it was because I was asked to do that or if it was because I thought if I didn't do it, nobody would. Um, so I took on that, um, that role. Um, it got a little confusing when <laughs> my sister graduated from high school and I felt like the proud mother. Um, and at that time, my mom had found sobriety so um, I really needed to figure out how to let go of that role. And by the time she graduated college, I, I was able to let go. And um, then she got married, and my mom was the mother of the bride. And But anyway, we, we've had a very close relationship. Um, so when I was a um, junior in high school, um, my dad came to us kids one time and said, um, you know, your mom has a drinking problem. And I started going to Al-Anon, this is what my dad said to me. And might be a good idea if you try out Alicine. Well, I don't know, I was, I guess, 17 at the time, whatever I was. And um, it was a nice way to get out of the house you know, for the night, and um, I picked, a, um, I picked a, a meeting that was about, you know, three or four towns away, because I didn't want to run into anybody I might know, and um, so it was kind of a nice couple hours out of the house, um, and now I, I was getting something from it, it wasn't just time away from home. Um, so I did that for about six months, and I don't really know why, but I stopped going. And my life continued. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> my life continued, and um, when my mom found sobriety, I thought, oh, this is awesome. The problem is solved. And. Um, so, but then I couldn't figure out why I spent the next, you know, X amount of years wondering what's wrong. I, I always felt like if I could just do something, everything would be okay. Um, I married an alcoholic. I married an alcoholic who I knew for two weeks. <laughs> um, well, 
after two weeks we decided to get married, but um, he couldn't move to where I lived because he had a DUI. And I didn't have a summer job, and it was between semesters at college, and so I thought, well, this is a good way to, you know, solve a couple problems. And so I moved halfway across the country. Spent five months um, planning a wedding and got married. Um, I knew I shouldn't have, but I didn't want anybody to say, I told you so. So I went ahead and did it. Um, I knew that my husband drank, but he didn't drink the same way my mom drank, so it seemed a little confusing. Um, he was more of a periodic, so, you know, that's probably okay. Well, after about six years, um, I found him, he was, you know, I'd always sit outside, wait for him to pull in the driveway. I knew exactly what my role was just by the way he was pulling into the driveway. Excuse me. Well, he didn't pull into the driveway. He pulled into somebody else's driveway. <laughs> and she was a single woman. And um, next thing you know, my husband and I are at church with our pastor in um, counseling. And the pastor says, husband, how about you try AA? And he tried AA. And a month later, the uh, pastor said, wife, me, why don't you try Al-Anon? And that's all I needed. I just needed somebody to give me permission to go back. I don't know why. I have the Youth and the Alcoholic Parent pamphlet. It's dated 1975. Um, it has the name and phone number of my Alateen sponsor, Alateen group sponsor on the back of it. So that made an impression on me. How, how can I have this so many years, so many years? I don't want to tell you how many years later. Um, Okay, but I have it. But I needed permission. I don't know why. Um, a couple years into Al-Anon, uh, the GR came to the meeting and, and gave the report from assembly. And she said, um, there's a job opening at the intergroup office. Well, I needed a job. And I thought this would be great. And so I applied for this. It was a part-time job. Um, the intergroup office in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, so I was working there part-time. Um, I don't know why they selected me, but they did. And I enjoyed it. And I met all kinds of service people. I met all kinds of people in the program. It was wonderful. Um, I really felt a part of, and it was just very fascinating. Well, while I was working at the intergroup office is when the World Service Office was um, talking about the move. They wanted to move away from um, New York City to save on expenses. And so I kind of kept track of what was going on um, in that situation. And when I found out it was 
Virginia Beach, I applied for a job. Um, my sister lives in Philadelphia, which is about five hours north, and my mom and dad were living in South Carolina at the time, which is about eight hours south. Sorry. <laughs> So I, oh, sorry. So I showed up in um, uh, Virginia Beach in the middle of July of 1996. The office had opened up in um, May of 96 in Virginia Beach. And during my lunch hour, I thought, you know, I, I didn't know anybody, but I would just go and sit at a table and, you know, try to fit in. And I thought, this one woman looks really familiar, um, but why would I know her? You know, I just moved to town. I don't know anybody. And um, so, you know, the next day I, I see the woman again, and I'm like, gosh, she just looks so familiar. And then after a couple of days, I never saw her again, and I didn't know what happened. Um, in October of that year, the office had um, an open house, you know, to celebrate the move and everything else. And um, at the time, I was, um, there was a, a banquet dinner, and did you want chicken, did you want fish? And um, <laughs> the meeting planner needed help, because there's about 500 people going to this banquet, and so she needs help. Let's make sure we have all the chickens, all the fishes, and um, do you want to take the, the first part of the alphabet or do you want the second part? I said, I'll take the first part. Okay, Bonnie, she doesn't have even a last, a, a last initial. Um, the meeting planner said, uh, Bonnie, this is Bonnie from New Jersey. I, I think she was your... Um, your Alateen group sponsor. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, the, the, the town sounded familiar. And um, so in October 1996, in Virginia Beach, at the open house, I walked into the cafeteria and I saw my Alateen group sponsor. And I said to her, you planted the seed. And I'm here tonight because uh, someone oops, sorry someone cared to um, to be there for me when I was a teen and I was hurting um, so my Alateen group sponsor worked at the World Service office when it was in New York she was the Alateen um, coordinator and she didn't make the move but she was training someone. That's who was sitting at the lunch table with me. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I want to tell you a really cool story. I, um, I like to follow the rules. Um, and when I first came into Al-Anon, my first meeting was on a Wednesday night, and they said, keep coming back. And so I did. And, um, but in my growing up, we moved around a lot. 
and of course I ended up out in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, so I never really quite knew where I was from. And um, I like to take information from God in any way I can. Um, might be music, might be, um, might be nature. And recently I got news from God on Facebook. Um, so when I first got into the program and people would say, well, where are you from? Okay, I'm from Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, um, New Jersey, New Jersey, Georgia, Oklahoma. I don't think that's really what people want to hear. <laughs> so I did that for a while, and that was just <clears throat> very um, complicated. So um, I started saying the Midwest, because I, I spent a lot of time in the Midwest growing up. Um, that never felt right. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure where the Midwest begins and ends and everything like that. So, um, when I was invited to come here uh, to your assembly, I decided to take some extra time um, because I used to live here. And so on Facebook, I had um, caught up with some friends from grade school and were actually going to meet on Sunday and go up to um, our old houses and knock on the door and see if they'll let us have a tour. <laughs> I brought with me, it's in my purse over there, I, I have a picture of... Um, my house in Western Springs um, with the for sale sign up. It was in 1975. <laughs> Same year. Um, okay, so I'm chatting with my grade school friends on, uh, on Facebook, you know, trying to set this all up and um, one of the friends said, you know, blah, 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 when you come home, Facebook, my grade school friend, I haven't seen her in a million years, she told me where my home is. My home is Illinois. And if you ask me, I will be very proud to tell you because it's so much simpler. It feels so much better. It feels so much better than um, that big gobbledygook. Um, I like to say that uh, when I came into Al-Anon, I, I had tunnel vision. Um, and unfortunately, my, my kids suffered um, somewhat for that. Um, and if someone would have told me when I first got here what my life would be like today, I just, I never would have believed them. 
Um, I was in Al-Anon a couple of years, and who, who's ever played the, game, the board game Clue? Mm -hmm. Who was Professor Plum? Well, I was two years into Al-Anon when I found out that my favorite color is purple. Um, this woman walked into the room and she had on a purple and white striped shirt and I just looked at her shirt and I'm like, oh my gosh, my favorite color is purple. Every time I played the Clue game when I was a kid, I was Mr. Professor Plum. That's who I was. Um, I, I, I lost myself in the disease. And, um, and in Al-Anon, I've really enjoyed finding myself. I remember the first time that I really laughed after getting into Al-Anon, like a real laugh, because I thought something was funny. <laughs> because what I used to do is if you told me a joke, I would wait. And whenever you paused, I'm thinking, okay, that's the punchline. <laughs> so now it's time to laugh. And so I would just laugh. But I was so, um, you know, not really there that um, I, I didn't even know what you said. I, maybe it was funny, maybe it wasn't. I, I was just so overwhelmed. So I'm sitting in my, my living room and um, I'm watching something on television, it must have been a sitcom or something, and I actually laughed. And like I felt it right here. And, and I heard it and I felt it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that felt weird. <laughs> but it was real. And um, I, I'm so thrilled that uh, Ramona said uh, that I'm funny because... <laughs> I don't know, it just really touched my heart. Um, Oh boy, I, along the way, um, I've, I've been, I worked at the intergroup office for five years, I've, I've been at WSO for 16 years, so I haven't really had any um, above the group level um, experience, but um, I have been the treasurer of the group. Um, I did take a meeting to, um, to a woman's prison for a while, which if you if you really knew me, you'd think, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that, because I'm so neurotic. Um, I went I went in there one one time, and I had you're not supposed to wear belts. I had forgotten to take my belt off, and I was too afraid. Like once I was in the room with the you know the prisoners, and I thought, oh my god. They're going to kill me tonight. <laughs> oh, it was scary. <clears throat> um, way back when the, uh, the group representative came to the meeting and, and said, you know, there's this meeting or this um, job available. And that's when I really understood Tradition 8. Um, and uh, it's funny because I, I don't know if it was that same meeting or if it was a meeting before, but um, 
the group was deciding, you know, let's vote on whether or not we're going to spend two dollars to get the conference summary. <laughs> no! Why would we want to do that? I voted no. I don't know if we got the conference summary or not, but now I want to tell you, I am intimately uh, involved in the conference summary now and, and I hope you buy it. <laughs> Or at least read it. It's, it's on the internet. Uh, it's, it's on the website, and actually, we um, we posted all all the way back to um, I think it was 61. 61. Excuse me. Yeah, the the World Service Office, I, I, or the conference. I think it started in 61. Anyway, um, I feel like I'm losing it, but. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess I could tell you a little bit about what I do. Um, I'm the associate director. I like the um, the promotion I got in your flyer. I saw your flyer. It said that I'm the um, assistant executive director, but I'm the associate director, which isn't quite as high. But anyway, um, but thank you. <laughs> So um, I'm the Associate Director Conference, and like Ramona said, um, I'm involved all year long planning the World Service Conference, and that's where the delegates from the 67 areas come together with the trustees and executive committee and um, World Service Office conference staff. And we do the business of worldwide Al-Anon, just like you all are going to do the business of area uh, Illinois North Area Al-Anon this weekend. Um, and also, as Ramona said, I'm involved in the international convention. Um, it's fascinating work. Uh, I hope you all come out to Vancouver next July. Um, anyway, it's a lot of fun. And I, I just, I love what I do. I love what I do. Um, oh gosh, I haven't even told you about my husband. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. Okay. <laughs> when um, when the office first opened in '96, we had a print shop. My husband is a printer, and um, he's an alcoholic printer. <laughs> Uh, I love alcoholics, and um, anyway, so uh, fortunately he's um, sober. So he was working at the WSO back in '96, and um, he and I had the same lunch hour, and every day, you know, just creatures of habit, you know, we go to the same table and sit in the same spot and everything. I kind of have restless. I call it restless body syndrome. Some people call it restless leg syndrome. <laughs> and he always sat on my right, and I kicked him pretty much every day for <laughs> five years. <clears throat> and one day, uh, okay, so it's all totally platonic. I, I don't even, I'm not even attracted to him. We just get to know each other as friends for five years. And um, one day he, um, one of the coworkers was uh, retiring, and so some of us were going out to lunch all together, and so we were carpooling. So I carpooled with my husband, well, my now husband. 
it's a Friday. Um, there's this other guy with us, and uh, excuse me, so he knows that this other guy kind of likes to go to open AA meetings. And so he's so and so, you know, you want to go to the open AA uh, meeting with me tonight? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Well, he just felt embarrassed because I was in the car, so he asked me, and I'm thinking, well, it's Friday night, I don't have anything else to do. Sure, I'll go to an open AA meeting. <laughs> I'm not looking for an alcoholic. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we go to the meeting, and, and you know, we go to the coffee shop after and have cake or whatever. And then out in the parking lot, you know, we hugged to say goodbye. But it was a little bit longer than normal. <laughs> and um, so I, I go home, and then and the next day I, I call one of my coworkers. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I think I have a crush on, you know, this guy. And um, it was kind of scary because I'd already done the work thing, and it didn't work out so well. Anyway, we celebrate 11 years in um, November. Um, he probably, uh, I tend, especially um, in, well, basically I tell some people some things and other people other things and, and like this, so that it's not all in one place. And, um, <laughs> He probably knows me the best. Um, it, it's so nice uh, to allow myself to be me um, with him. And I'll tell you, if somebody had a camera or a microphone or something in our house, they'd probably send us to the nut house because we're just always laughing and, and goofing. And we have we, we pray every morning together and. We have a mantra, you know, the first thing is stay employed. Um, <laughs> and and um, anyway, so, so it, it, it's, uh, anyway, it's our thing that we do. And um, I would have loved for him to, to come out here, but he was not able to make the trip with me. Um, but uh, it's just, and like I said, I mean, my life, that very first night, that Wednesday night, back in whenever that was, um, and today, uh, I, ne I never could have imagined. I mean, it just, it just couldn't even be on the, it, it would be like, uh, you know, back in 1965, if I would have thought of, you know, the iPhone or something. It's just impossible. So, thank you so much for having me. And um, I look around and I see familiar faces, even though I don't know you. Um, and thank you to Jean. We had a wonderful afternoon together. And thank you to Ramona, and um, I'll be back here tomorrow, so I'll see you all then. Thank you.